Jay right in your face. Welcome back to episode number 19 of season two of The Fadeaway. I'm your host, Fatty, alongside me today. Drew Holizade, what's nice. going on, baby? That's a good one, actually. <laughs> I actually like that one. And uh, just for your question, because uh, I don't know, obviously we don't have videos, so people didn't see, but you were asking yourself, who's number 19? Yeah. Nobody. No? Not a all? single soul in Raptors history wore number 19, but Raja Bell for Raja Phoenix. Bell. okay, okay. Wore okay, number okay, 19, okay, that's so that's, uh, that's, that's what we got going on. But what's going on? Uh, How you doing, bud? Nothing. I got my bra gear on, repping our, uh, our Lady Badgers who won the yeah. OUA Women's, title? yeah, the Basketball? OUA women's title. Yeah, they're off to Ottawa this weekend mm-hmm. for the uh, Canada-wide tourney. Shout out to the, the girls for eight or something, elite eight. for putting uh, Brock, Brock basketball back Bro, on the map. I'll I'll say this: I went and actually watched the yeah. game. I went with my sister and Anne. Yep. Bro, that was my first time watching a Brock women's game, any Brock game this year at all in mm-hmm. general. That was some of the most beautiful basketball that I have ever seen. In terms of ball movement, ball IQ, just yeah. fluidity on the court. Like, I was watching geniuses. And, you know, honestly, the crazy part is because my sister used to play competitive back in the day. Yeah, I remember that. A few of those girls, I was like, yeah, I recognize you guys from, like, when you used to play against my, my sister. But mm-hmm. they have just gotten bigger, faster, stronger, smarter, and just, like, knockdown shooter. There was one girl on the team that had 42 points. Yeah, yeah. Eight that. of nine from three. Girls are shooters, bro. Eight of nine from three. They are shooters. It's insane. So, yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy. Shout out to Brock University's women, uh, women's basketball team. They yep. put up to Ryerson and beat them. And it was a home court advantage. For, it was a home court for advantage for Brock, Brock because yeah. of all the fans and the noise and stuff. Yeah, and they yeah, ended up yeah. coming out coming out hard. But uh but yeah, man. Uh other than that, what uh, what else is what else is new, man? Uh, Raptors are uh, Raptors are, are sliding a little yeah, bit. Yeah, sliding you know, a bit. It's I think it's just that um a little bit of a funk right before the the playoff start. I think they're just I, they're missing a lot of guys. Guys are in and out of the lineup still. Mm. We're missing. We're playing essentially Houston Rockets ba- small ball basketball for the last couple of games. So we're yeah. missing Marcus Saul. We're missing Surge. Ibaka. Norman Powell is kind of in and out. Freddie's out. Um, it, it's tough to get something going when guys are in and out of the lineup. So you know we'll let, let, let's just get right into. It. Let's just talk about the Raptors last three games. I think we talked about. Milwaukee last week already. Yeah, we had a we had a bit of a talk about we, that. We spoke about that and what we really missed and what we really what, what we really wanted to see from the Raptors during that Milwaukee game and the things that were kind of scary, not scary, um, some concerns, some things that we shouldn't be concerned about. But the last two games, they fell to, I believe it was really the, 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 the Charlotte Hornets. game was terrible. The, the Charlotte game was terrible. I, we were watching it together and it was just kind of like ugly a little, yeah. in a way, and and that's where you really missed. Sergi Baca, Marcus hasn't been playing much, but that's where you really missed Sergi Baca to give you that that big man presence. When we talk about terrible, thirty five percent shooting from the field, twenty three percent shooting from three. Oh, like ugly, ugly, ugly basketball. Um, I mean, imagine getting paid millions and millions of dollars to convert twenty three percent of your threes. <laughs> Defensively, not that great of an outing. They had nine blocks with uh, the Raptors at three. Mm. But and that that just kind of shows the size that the Raptors were lacking and 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 the big men that Raptors that yeah. big men that the Raptors were lacking because you go to to the steals, Raptors had eleven, the Hornets had three. Yeah. So you can see that 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 wing defending, that perimeter defending is there, the bodies are there. We have the length and the speed to defend on the wings, but missing the big man inside like that that ruins a lot of what the Raptors do. Yeah. And well, that's why uh, Jokic had his had his way. Yeah, in Denver, exactly with, uh, with the Denver game. But to, to to your point with the Charlotte game, like just an awful game from beginning to end. But you know what? I'll, I'll give Charlotte a little bit of credit because they have been playing really hard. They held uh, Milwaukee to ninety three points. They did yeah. lose, but yeah. uh, to hold Milwaukee under a hundred points is fantastic, best, especially with the way that they're offense. playing right now. Yeah, it's it's incredible, and they beat the Raptors. Um, they went on a three-game uh, road trip earlier this month, uh, mid-month, and they won all three games. So I mean, they're not they're not an elite team by any means. They're not even in the playoff run in the East, but yeah. they do play hard. They defend well. Uh, they can make some shots. But the way that the Raptors are playing, specifically Pascal Siakam, like I know we talked about him and we, we we sort of let him off the hook because of the Milwaukee game. We said, you know what, uh, Milwaukee, it's his first season in, in that main role, and yeah. 
And you, like, it is what it is, right? The guy started playing basketball at 16 years old. He's not even 26 yet. So within the decade, he's he started playing basketball. Right. So you can't expect him to be everything. But what got him voted into the All-Star game has almost disappeared. And he's kind of gone into a jump shot addiction. Like, he, he's just settling for shots left, right, and center. He's not even that spin move that was so successful. He has a go-to move that he's not using. He hasn't put it to use at all, and I don't know what's going on. If but it's figured out, if what that's what I want to want to counter with is it looks like the defenses are kind of picking up on those on the the spin move that he's been doing. Yo, in his, but he's his not post even game. trying it. But are they letting him get to the post? You know what I mean. So we, we when we're watching the games, you really got to see are the teams letting him get to the post. I think they're really encouraging him to play on the perimeter, which I don't think he's comfortable with yet, and that's why. Whenever people put all those expectations on him and say, you know, he's got to be the guy, he's got to be the guy, yeah, it's hard to put him in that position because he's not like he's not like a Jason Tatum where he can dribble, pull up in mid range or yeah. three, and and kind of create his own shot. Yet he's got one go to move that kind of just came about this season for the most part, and that no one really knew about until All Star break, mm-hmm. and now it's looking like. Everybody's figuring figuring out how he's playing and what he likes to do. So, mm-hmm. and hey, that's how you become a great player. When teams figure out what your go to move is, and you're still able to go to your go to move, that's what makes you a great player. Yeah. So he's got to take that next step. Another thing he's got to do is also pass out of the double. That's something that he's still new to because he's not always getting doubled, but he's starting to get doubled in games, especially mm-hmm. when he goes off. But he's got to learn to you know get rid of it. Call for it back if he wants it again, right? And or move it around, see, you, and have the awareness to see who the open man is, where the open spot is, where the defender is coming from, right? So, I mean, with all of that that we're saying, all the the negatives that we're saying, he still had twenty four. He was still led the team in scoring in that Charlotte game. Yeah, yeah, but he was nine of twenty three, which is a little bit discouraging yeah. to me. One of five from downtown, like he shouldn't be shooting five threes he's, a game. He's in two of game. twelve in his in his last two games from the three point line. Two of twelve. Uh, it's not it's not looking good like and and the the 29% 39% from the field is it's looking weak like Charlotte I'm sorry man like Charlotte you cannot go 9 for 23 against Charlotte who on Charlotte is is going to defend him or what, stop him what's impressive is why I think he didn't get to the rim as much as he wanted to you know this is going to be ridiculous for me to say but Bisak Biombo actually had a great had a great game in the paint, yeah. defending the rim. Well, and, and he's not worried about surge, right? Right, exactly. So he had no one to worry about from the Raptors really defending him. He had a great game offensively, but also defensively, he was a great rim protector for the for for the for the Hornets, right? So and it forced a lot of the Raptors offense to be on the perimeter. We saw them take a whole bunch of threes. I think they took altogether I believe it's forty three threes in that game. They were ten for forty they were twenty three percent from the three point line. Mm-hmm. And you think when you go 10 for 30, 10 for whatever the, the you know when, when you when you see that the that you're struggling as a team to shoot threes, you got to start yeah. attacking the basket. But I'm not sure if that's a that's a Nick adjustment that he didn't make or that's a Raptors adjustment that they didn't really realize that. Listen, yeah. the three-point shot is not falling down. We've got guys that know how to take it to the rim. Go challenge Bismarck Biombo. He loves to jump on everything. Right? So why not go challenge him, take it to the rim, change things up? Get them in foul trouble and then go from there. But the Raptors just yeah. didn't do that. In Charlotte. And I think the biggest disadvantage to the Raptors this year is the fact that we were supposed to see the Raptors have a uh, like a rebuild season, not a rebuild season, but a restart season where you're not as good as you were last year. Yeah. Uh, but then they come in and they're red hot and they're just as good, if not better, record wise, right. than they were a year ago, right? So mm-hmm. to the Raptors fan, you're almost like, okay, well, they are. They won the championship last year, had a great playoff run. They have yeah. a better record now. So, obviously, our mentality is, okay, how are we going to do in the playoffs? But you, you don't really think about – the Raptors are way overachieving. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, beyond measure, they're right. overachieving. So, anything that anything beyond, you know, top four in the East for this roster prior to this season – that was, was an afterthought. Was it, yeah, no way. you know, like There's a lot no of people way. had them counted out. Yeah. Uh, so they are a good team, and I don't see them folding or bending over in the playoffs, but it's going to be tough going when it's uh, like the top four in the East are elite teams. Yeah, man. They're they a good team. Uh, and I, I really, really do worry about Boston, and Boston's that team that really, like, the media doesn't really talk too much about Boston. They're talking about Tatum they're now. scary right now. Because he's good, but I mean, the combination of Tatum, Brown, uh, Kemba, 
Marcus Smart, and uh, if this Tice kid is playing crazy Tice basketball. Tice is playing amazing. So, I mean, they're scary, man. As a Raptors Gordon, fan, like. They still have Gordon Hayward who can pop off oh, anytime yeah. they, any time he wants. Yeah, it's uh, and Cantor off your bench is, is a bucket. Like he's he's gonna get you points. He's gonna get you some rebounds. Yeah, he's hustle. It, it's a yeah. scary. It's a scary looking team. They're very very well coached. Right. And no, they're flying right under the radar. Nobody's really talking too much. They're about third them. in the East right now. And Half game behind. I the wish Raptors. I wish I could extend that top four. Obviously, is elite. Then you have the Sixers who are the, who are the, on in the fifth spot. And then Indiana. And Indiana at six. So for the for the Sixers, depending on injuries, that's really going to determine how far they go in the playoffs. The Pacers, they could be a very good sleeper team. Um, I think teams can very well underestimate them, and they can see themselves getting out of the first round. But, I mean, the Heat in fourth, the Celtics in third, the Raptors are in second, the Bucks in first by a long shot. Those are some four elite teams um, headlining your Eastern Conference. So it's yeah. going to be a very, very interesting playoffs this year. Absolutely. And I, I didn't get a chance to look at the numbers of – Pascal Siakam against top teams versus not against top teams. Yeah, but I can only imagine it's there's a there's a quite the drastic difference. But I mean, it yeah. is his first year; he's gonna start figuring things out. Mm-hmm. I think the main thing is just to keep playing hard defensively and, and keep running the floor, but also like you said, just to pass it. Yeah, when you're not shooting that well, just pass that ball. Like you right. are in your first year, you don't have it all figured out. He's pass still very out. very raw. Like he's still yeah. got a lot to add to his game. And shout out to uh, OG Ananobi on a career night against Denver. Eh? 32, Thirty-two points, seven points. steals, in a losing effort, but bright moments. So shout out to uh, OG to OG. But uh, let's move on from the Raptors. We uh, we don't like to talk too too much on the Raptors just because we do that all day every day. I know. Um, but uh, let's move over to the West because there's a lot of a lot of activity in the West, and I felt like last week we did a a pretty deep analysis on the east yeah uh so let's talk a little bit about um a team that i hold well a player that i hold near and dear to my heart mr luka Doncic. he's been quiet on, on i've been the, quiet because he's been hurt yeah he's yeah, been he hurt has. so he really hasn't like he, he hasn't been around too much but i don't even want to talk about luka as much as i want to talk about his counterpart kp mr Kristaps porzingis so Kristaps porzingis Ladies and gentlemen, was the superstar that the New York Knicks drafted fourth overall a few years back. Uh, seven foot six, can pull up from way beyond the three point line. Uh, is just a terrific combination of size and skill, like something that I don't think we've ever seen before. Uh, when I think of Rocky, uh, the movie. Rocky. You know the big Russian boxer? I The name is slipping my mind, but he's like oh, the machine. And wow. he comes in and he's like a robot. I should, I should know this, man. He, I he love like Rocky. Just like the hardest punch, the straightest yeah, face. Yeah, and he ended yeah. up, uh, I think he fought Creed, no? Don't quote me on this. Did he? I don't want to say Creed, but he fought Creed. somebody and wrecked them. I think he I think it even was. Like, I think it was Creed. Yeah, I think he. I think, is it Apollo? It's not Apollo. Is it Apollo? Apollo is Creed. Apollo Creed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, oh, he, I love that movie. I should watch it again. You know, day. so he's that guy. Okay, all in all, let's bring it all back. He's that guy. <laughs> so, Kristaps Porzingis uh, was traded to Dallas last year because the New York Knicks wanted to make space for the free agents coming in the summer that they didn't that get. Didn't, that they didn't get. So they gave away their superstar. Didn't sign anybody. Mm-hmm. But that's the Knicks. That's a whole different discussion. Uh, but the Dallas Mavericks picked him up for chips and cookies. So now they have this lineup of Kristaps Porzingis, Luka Doncic, and a bunch of role players. Uh, including a Dwight Powell, shout out to Canada basketball. He got hurt. Yeah, so Seth Curry he can come back. Seth Curry, Delon Wright, yeah, uh, Jalen Brunson. Yeah, they have a good, uh, Maxi Kleber is pretty good. They have yeah. a pretty good roster. Right, JJ Barea. So they they have a good team. Um, shout out to Rick Carlisle too. Great coach. Great coach. Um, Great coach. But yeah, so let's uh, let, let's break it down. So Chris Porzingis was supposed to be the superstar. He missed a year and a half uh, with an ACL injury, which is a significant amount of time. Eighteen months away from the sport, and this played at such a high level, high intensity, mm-hmm. it, it takes a while to come back. So he's in his first season back now. He's averaging about 19-9, and nine, which is really good. Mm-hmm. But the most glaring thing of them all is that when Luka Doncic is out, this guy in 10 games, it's a 10-game ten, <laughs> sample out of the 50 games they play. So about 20% of the games, brother, 27 points and 13 rebounds uh, per game in those 10 games. On the season nineteen and nine, so you can almost tell the the difference, the difference when Luca's there versus when he's not. And for the life of me, I can't figure it out. So I I want to ask you, why or what is preventing these guys from from playing so well together? Because when Luca's there, there's no doubt we know what he's capable of doing. We're seeing what he's doing on yeah. a nightly basis. But when KP is there, 
and Luca's out, he's the superstar. He's all of a sudden looking comfortable, but when when it's Luca and him, it's like okay, he's easing back. Yeah, you know what I mean. Is it is it a positional thing? Is it him and Luca not getting along? What do you think it is? I don't think they're not getting along. I just think it's a style of play thing. You look at when KP plays by himself without Luka Doncic, he's literally back to his New York days. He's the guy that they go to. He's the guy they run their offense through. He's the guy taking the majority of the shots. He's the guy who is going to have the ball in his hands the majority of the time. When you bring back Luka Doncic, it it, it's, it sucks because Luka isn't – I don't want to say he's not effective without the ball, but he is obviously most effective with the ball, and he likes to dribble. He likes to um, you know, break down defenses and score, break down defenses and pass. So he really needs the ball in his hands a lot to be effective, and that takes away touches from KP. And – the way Doncic plays is isn't they, they don't play a one-two man game. I don't think that's been established yet. So I think it's a lot of it is to do with the system. They gotta get the right system and the right offense in place for them both to thrive. And that's difficult when you have a what Doncic six 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 yeah, eight six seven six seven point guard, and you have a seven footer that can also play on the wing. So. I just think they they and it, it's not like a Kobe and Shaq where Shaq was just down low, he's dominant, you just throw it to him, and he's there, right? It, it, it's a different dynamic that they have, and I don't think it's one that we've really seen before. I think we saw Steve Nash and Dirk, which is what they're trying to recreate here. But I think Luka Doncic is far more dynamic than Steve Nash was from the from the in the offensive end. He can do so much more just because he's so much bigger and stronger than Steve Nash was. Yeah. So instead of Steve Nash looking to looking to pass, Doncic is looking more so to score, which KP now is less involved in the offense. So I don't think it's a matter of they don't like each other. or I think they're, they're boys. They look like they're boys, look like they're best buds, whatever it may be. But I just think they need to still learn how to play together and where to maximize their their talents, right? So yeah. it, it's it's a learning process. KP is still, is still getting comfortable. Like, yo, from, a, from a, when you get a knee injury, like that stuff is almost yeah. – Scarring, right? Any wrong movement, you think, especially as a big man, like a seven right. foot six guy who's he just fell legs wrong. Are everything he just fell wrong. Yeah. That's how he. That's how it happened. And, too. And, that, and that's the fear you go with guys that are that big is like, like we need your legs to be top notch for you to be a good player. And at full health, those guys already have a short shelf life mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. a player. So when you're factoring in like an ACL tear, like not just like he didn't sprain it. This guy tore his ACL, so he had to rehab, get surgery. Mm-hmm. He's like really strengthen it back to support a seven foot six body. Yeah, and he's he's gotten bigger. Like since draft he's night, gotten he's gotten more. a lot more stronger. Yeah. He's gotten yeah. a lot stronger. Uh, his three point shot has in- improved incredibly. But I actually posed this question uh, on a forum that I'm on on Facebook, right. and I got one response saying the reason is that he's actually a power forward and not a center. So with Dwight Powell being out, it gives him more freedom to operate. My only thing mm-hmm. with that is. This 10-game sample that we're looking at started before Dwight Powell's injury. He plays, yeah. He this plays trend of KP killing it. Like, we're talking, like, the reason why he's 27 and 13 is because of, like, two games <laughs> where he had, like, 16 and 11. Yeah. The other games are, like, 38 and 13, yeah. 32 and 12, like, 35 and 15. These are not numbers that are just, you know, I have space to operate now. Like, it's a little bit of a tough thing for me to swallow, especially because it started before Dwight Powell was – was out ultimately Mm -hmm. so i mean i don't know that i believe that one but that's an interesting perspective for me mostly it's got to be more around like touches uh coming from new york he was the main guy and obviously with luca having the ball in his hands uh everyone around him has got to play off the ball a little bit yeah exactly i I imagine that his usage rate while Doncic is out is way higher way higher so you know you know volume increases everything's running through you so i the the whole space i i think KP still plays the five for the for the Mavs mm-hmm. when especially when Dwight Powell was, uh, was playing, but you know KP's not like a scrub, right? Like you have to remember this guy's a skilled big man. He can shoot, he can put on the floor, he's got a mid range game, he can do it all, right? So when you give him the opportunity to show that off, he's gonna do it, and that's what he gets when Luka Doncic is out. Now their biggest challenge is figuring out how are these guys gonna play together. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the pieces to, to fit around them as well is gonna be very important. Yeah. I know Seth Curry steps up a lot when when Doncic is out as well as the uh, I guess maybe the second or third option. Um, and they've got they've got solid role players, but they're gonna need some better guys. Yeah, as it, as it stands right now, they're the two seven matchup is Denver and Dallas. 
that is a very very grabbable series for either one of those two teams in my opinion mm-hmm. uh, I don't think that's tough though I don't think Denver. anything really separates Denver from Dallas though like Denver has better role players Denver has fire, yeah, more they, firepower they got, they, like when they got rid of Malik Beasley for me that was like Malik Beasley was one of your best role players you're really putting all your eggs in the Jamal Murray basket Jokic is going to be Jokic that's not a problem but Grant one game well. goes either way. You steal one on the road. Like the series can go either way, and depending on how that goes. But the the biggest concern for me has been Dallas is right now sitting at thirteen games above five hundred. But other than their fire start to the season over the last like three and a half months, they're just over five hundred, if not at five hundred. They're missing their best player. What do you like? He's and he's no, the like, focal point he's of the only offense. He's missed ten games in the season, so he's, he's the focal point of the offense as well. Like he's only missed ten games, man. He missed like four, and then he left. It came mm-hmm. back, and he missed like six. So like it is a lot, but. It, they, it's not three months of being at 500 a lot. They've died down definitely, and it's a tough, it's a tough conference, man. They're, seven, Very, they're sitting seventh, man. They're, but they're 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 well above the eighth seed. So they're, they're, yeah, I was just looking at that. There, so the, the seventh there. seed is 13 games above 500. Yeah, the eighth seed is two games below, below 500. Yeah, man, that's somehow that's only a seven and a half game difference. I don't understand this. I guess like the win probably the, the win lost column. Yeah, 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 the win lost column, yeah. Uh but just in case any of our listeners don't actually know what 500 means, it means like equal, equal wins, wins and, and losses. losses. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's the best way. Uh above 500 means you're you got more wins than losses and vice versa. So uh so yeah, that's where we stand with Dallas. It's interesting to see. It'll be good to see they have fizzled out forward. a little bit. Yeah, they they, they, they definitely they've, have they've been quiet. I think Dallas is ready for that third Solid option, like a good player. To, you know who they could get that would be really good for them? Is either Boyan or Bogdan Bogdanovic. It's like a bucket just, score. Just a solid third option, European, so he fits in the system. <laughs> you know, they share the, the <laughs> same language, so it'll it'll It'll, it'll work. Good. Can you imagine an all-European team that like wins the NBA championship? Yeah. That'd be yeah. nuts. No, it'll be good. It'll be good. But uh, speaking of Bogdan. 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 Let's talk about, uh Let's talk about the Sacramento Kings because... They're, I mean, as it stands right now, they're still out of the playoffs, but they are Balling only three bit. games out. 9, 10, and 11 are all tied, and yeah. then 12 is one game behind. So there's a four, five-team race for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Sacramento in the month of February has been 9-4, and four, uh, which is less overwhelming when you really just look at the record. But let me <laughs> tell you who they beat. So they beat teams like, okay, Minnesota's whatever, but they beat the Heat. Nice. They huge. beat the Spurs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they lost to the Bucks and Mavs. Classic. But then they beat the Grizzlies. They beat the Clippers. They beat the Warriors, and then they beat the Grizzlies again. That's and then last know. night, Detroit. They came down from nineteen. They came back from they down nineteen, back. and they won that game. Right now, pushing their standing up. They, I mean, like considering their five games about five hundred in this month alone, yeah, is a huge, huge push for that playoff. I, mm-hmm. I don't know who's gonna make it. We're gonna talk about that in a little bit. But uh, what are you liking about Sacramento? Like any anything that stands out to you? Because actually, before I move it over to you, I just want to shout out to my guy. I haven't talked about him in, in a very long minute, but De'Aaron Fox coming into the league. Oh, I love De'Aaron Fox. I, I was, yeah, we were both I, very high on him. Wow. I think you actually put me on De- De'Aaron yeah, Fox because yeah. just his game was so pure, and then he had some injuries and, and some setbacks. But, man, has that boy been balling lately. He's, he's quick, bro. Like he's, he's, he's got all the tools to be a really, really good player. He's got yeah. athleticism. He's got five straight 20-point games. Go. Five there straight. Uh, 23 and 7, 25, 4 and 5, 21, 2 and 5, 20. And eight, twenty six, and four. So, shout out to our boy. He's putting up twenty on the year. Twenty points, four rebounds, six assists, off forty seven percent from the field. Uh, so, I mean, the future is looking bright for these Sacramento Kings. They got guys like uh, Bogdanovich, who's killing it. De'Aaron Fox, obviously, Buddy Heald. Interesting that they're bringing Buddy Heald off the bench. That's a big deal. Yeah, but we'll talk about that. T- tell me, That's tell me your thoughts on Sacramento. Where do you stand right now? Do you think they can squeeze out that last playoff spot? I I think the biggest thing for Sacramento is just taking care of games that they can take care of. Because I'm looking at their schedule. I'm trying to compare schedules between teams that I'll think that'll make it. I think so. The Pelicans have the most favorable schedule out of all those. Teams, it's exactly what I was looking at. So Pelicans. I don't see many teams that jump off the screen right now that I'm looking at. I mean, they've got Clippers, the Heat, Dallas is in there. Sacramento's in there a couple of times. Memphis is in there a couple of times. San Antonio and yeah. Philly, which is injury. Sac, I'm not going to lie to you. Sac has a pretty hard march. Like They're playing they're tough, they play the Sixers, the Blazers, the Raptors, the Pelicans twice, the Rockets, the Mavs. 
the Nets. Brother, look at April. LA the Pacers, the, Cl- the Spurs, Clippers, Lakers, Denver, Lakers again. So this it's is a, uh, it's Sacramento. A, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a tough so that, schedule. Yeah, for that's them, a very, man. very hard schedule. So that's, that's a very that's, hard. That's schedule. the first thing I went to look at. I'm like, let's see the the schedules that these these five teams are are, are going to be going through in the, the next two months and see who can actually squeeze out that last spot. Um, I'm looking at Memphis. Memphis has a pretty tough schedule as well. The Raptors are in there twice. Boston's in there. New Orleans. I always, no matter how like. Not bad, but no matter, like New Orleans is a team that's in the playoff hunt. So I'm gonna say that's a hard game because that's a game they're gonna care about, right? And they're yeah, facing them twice, big time. right? And Milwaukee's uh, the, in there as well. We got a we got a nasty LeBron 2.0 down in New Orleans too. So that, that's somebody to worry about. Exactly. So Houston's in there, Philly's in there, Oklahoma City's in there uh, twice, which is they've been balling this season. So Pelicans have the most favorable schedule, so it looks like they might be able to squeeze in in that eight seed. I would have picked Portland if it wasn't for Dame's injury. I'm Portland is 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 a is a it, it's bad to say, but it's not it's not a wash it's a wash season, especially with Dame's injury now. Like, yeah, they need to blow it up. That might be a, a discussion for another day, but I mean, I don't think they're gonna make it because of Dame's injury. Now they're just relying on CJ essentially and and Melo. So, <laughs> so I go Pelicans, yeah. Kings, and the Grizzlies. Pelicans have the most favorable schedule, however. They're three games behind the Grizzlies. Yeah. Um, back to the Kings. Kings, I mean, if they, they – they've improved from, from last year. They've got a winning record. They've got some good players on that team. Uh, wait, do they have a winning record? I guess they, the real question is – They don't is, have a winning record, actually. Do but, you think yeah. any of these teams can make some noise and maybe upset in the 1-8 matchup with the Lakers? Any of these teams? Absolutely not. Not Lakers are going to sweep any, any of these three teams. Sweep? 4-0. You heard four it. zero. Four zero. Bro, it took a thirty plus point triple double from LeBron to beat. I'm okay with that. He's gonna, what do you think he's gonna do in the playoffs? Man, if that was a regular season. What do you think he's gonna do in the playoffs? You know how LeBron averages a triple double against all the young guys? Yeah, yeah. Doncic, yeah. Trey, Jaw, uh, Jaw, and um, and Zion. Zion. This guy's not. He's not. He's not giving it up yet. Um, but I think I think Lakers will sweep any any of those three teams. I don't think it's even a, sweep is. Hard, I don't even man. think it's. Uh, I think Triple J healthy Memphis could. Take them to six. Six? Yeah. Six? Not a chance, bro. Trust. They have no playoff experience. Zero. They're all young guys. No, no, I, what I agree. What happens under that I pressure? Agree. I agree. That pressure is I guess, huge I guess them. the Pelicans, because they have more veteran They might have more veterans. They with have like JJ. JJ Reddick, right. Drew Holiday, who's been in the playoffs before. Still 4-0. 4-0 is 5-1. 5-1. 5-1. Can you imagine? Damn. 4-1, possibly. But I think it's still going to be a sweep. I think Lakers are going to throw blow through that that first round, and I think they're going to try to do that so they can get the rest for the second round. Yeah, because it might be you never know. Clippers could fall if in, there's into one that thing, second that second round. I don't know. If there's one thing I hope the basketball gods do for us, it's keep the Clippers out of the fourth seed. I want to find right now. I they're want, a, yeah, they're a game and a half out of the fourth seed, which means they're <laughs> going to go up against the Lakers in, in the, the second, second round, round which is not it. No, I want we. I'm, not it. We you can't, want. You can't like you can't have that series and then another whole series before the play before the final. Like, exactly, it's it's too. No. The, the hype is all in that second round there. Um, but as far as the Kings go, I mean, they they're improving. They've got great young pieces, but they've had great young pieces for a while. I just think it's yeah. up to management at this point to do to to make the right decisions. Buddy Hield coming off the bench now, which is actually a big deal. Because he just got that max deal in the summer or the max extension during the uh, the, the season. You're putting in hundred million dollars on the bench. That's not an easy. Decision not just to that make. they were they were trying to lowball him, and then he's like, maybe I'll have to leave, and then they're like, yeah. no, don't leave. We'll yeah. give you your money, ninety yeah. mil. And he got his money, and now he's coming off the bench. Listen, brother, this is too much talks about the Kings, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, it's it's just it's exciting to have these irrelevant teams of the past, like actually Somewhat. making some noise. Like yeah. Phoenix is exciting this year. Yeah, yeah their win loss record is not fun, but it's exciting to watch Phoenix games again. Like I yeah. I look forward obviously with, with Smelly Pubre being shout injured. out to Smelly Pubre, bro. Yeah, and Torres Meniscus out for the year. But before that he was balling. Yeah. Him D book Baines, yeah. like Baines, man. Uh, Rubio, exciting team, man. Good to yeah. watch. Sacramento's fun to watch. The Pelicans are fun to watch. Are Let's bucks. talk some Pelicans basketball, Brother. man. Let's talk some Zion basketball. Yo, Zion? Like, what the F is going on with Zion? Zion is disgusting, bro. And it's not disgusting. Is is we've passed this guy? Actually, you know what? He's he's an analytics guy's wet dream. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think bro, so. I'm yeah. telling you, ra- basketball Twitter is going off on this guy. They're like, oh my god, yeah. he's comparable. 
to Steph Curry's elite season. <laughs> oh, efficiency, his true shooting, his, true his shooting. plus minus, his per 36 is crazy. Brother, his true shooting from three feet out. That's Bro. not Steph Curry like Yo, at all. Can we can we talk about per 36? Because shout out to PK, uh, PT because I used the per 36 on PT. But the per 36 can be used. So a per 36, guys, oh, is the they take somebody's statistics. Um, let's say I play like 25 minutes. I'm averaging like 10 points a yeah. game. They pretty much calculate if I were playing 20, 30, 36, 36 minutes. minutes with the same production, what would my points average be? So right now he's sitting at about 29 minutes, which is why the per 36 is not unrealistic. It's only about a seven-minute push. But his per 36, these guys are like, oh, my God, it's historic. <laughs> it's historic. <laughs> this guy is sent from heaven. Oh, LeBron. Oh, he the, 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 the This one killed me. Greeny is like, did you guys know that the age difference between Jordan and Kobe years, was 16 yeah, years? Know. You know what the age difference between Zion and LeBron, LeBron is? 16 years. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, what is that supposed to mean? But that being said, everyone has the right Listen, reasons man. to be excited about this yeah, boy. Yeah, absolutely. Career high last night against the Lakers, 35 points, man. 12 of 16 from the field. But look where he's shooting from. Yo. That, that's why people need to, and that's why the per 36 stat doesn't work because he doesn't have – I don't think he has yet the stamina to go 36 minutes, and that's why he doesn't play 36 minutes, brother. He looks exhausted. He looks, yeah. So, and and his walk gets more wobbly as the game goes, right? Yeah, his he's, walk he's really tired. Like it cringes. It's very cringe. And watching yes. him like walk away from the. You see, Javale last night asking for his jersey. He didn't ask he him didn't for give it back. Him, yeah, <laughs> he didn't accept, but he gave him his jersey. Yeah. And as he was walking away, he was like wobbling. He's wobbling, like, the penguin, bro. bro. Like you can't. You're too young for that, man. But that's why the per thirty six stat doesn't work because it doesn't take into account the fatigue that you're gonna have when you're playing thirty six minutes as opposed to twenty nine. But it's nothing to take away from Zion. Zion, the and it, honestly, man, the way the Pelicans are, are using him and the way Alvin Gentry has been actually showcasing his talent, it's exactly how Zion needs to play. It's all in the paint, you know, post move or uh, post spin alley oop, yeah, fast break alley oop, get a rebound, put it back in, um, shots the, the, within. The, the Lonzo Zion connection has been it's, everything. It's, it's that amazing. It's amazing, right? Everything that we wanted. It was that was supposed to be the Zion Lebron connection essentially in 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 in, in L A. But yeah, you know, making him shoot from within the within the um, free throw line extended kind of thing. If people dare him to shoot a three, he can knock down. Yeah, a, and you know what? A Shout couple, out to him. You know, he made eleven of thirteen free throws against the Lakers, which is very impressive. Yeah. So he's what I think is most surprising. I think it's just that he's been able to play this well. I and you know. Without injury, like that—that that was my biggest thing. Like this guy's a heavy dude. The way he plays is is gonna be tough to to handle for, for his body to handle. Yeah. So I mean, no one is really surprised at him playing well. I think we're all surprised that he's dominating games with the very limited game that he has. He doesn't really have a handle yet. He just shoots within the th- the the free throw line extended, yeah, getting rebounds, hustling. Eating. He was eating our and, guy yesterday, man. So it, it's, uh, it's Kuzma, yeah, man, because they can't guard <laughs> him, bro. Bro, he's he too turned, big. He got this one where he turned around and faced Kuzma, hit him with a quick crossover right, and yeah. just cocks it back and just dunks it, man. And Kuzma's just like looking up at him. It was it was epic. And then he comes down on the other other end and dunks, and Kuzma's on the floor again. Like it makes no sense the way his body just explodes like no, that. No, and and, and in his two that. games against LeBron, twenty nine six and three. Off of forty-five uh, percent shooting, and then Great. thirty-five and seven off, well, freaking seventy-five percent shooting. So well, there you go. Uh, incredible. He's the youngest player in um, in NBA history, I believe, to go uh, twenty plus in ten straight games. He's at twelve straight games now. Is he averaging uh, twenty-seven those, on the season? What's his average? He's averaging twenty-four on the season. Fifty-nine percent. Okay. True shooting is like 65, 67. I love true shooting from a guy who shoots within. Yeah. <laughs> in the paint. Go 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 ahead. Yeah, so 35. In that run, he's had three 30-point games, uh, a couple 29-28. But every game, they have a winning record with him in the lineup. Like, the future is bright for yeah. these Pelicans. Like, Brandon Ingram is going to have to figure out a way to play with Zion where they can both get theirs and, and be happy with it. Right. Uh, but once that happens, man, you got, you got B.I., Lonzo, Zion, and then you got your Drew Holiday, your J.J. Reddicks, like, which I assume they'll, team, they'll get rid of Drew Holiday, I think, in the summer for some young pieces. I think that's what they, I think that's what they should do. That'd be stupid. Um, 
I don't think so. Man, imagine Drew Holiday on the rap. You know Drew Holiday? At least I that thing before, and I don't know if you liked it or not. I I can't remember, but Drew Holiday was named by J.J. Redick the best on-ball defender he's ever seen in his career. He's nasty, man. He's... That, that and that's why I don't want him to be on the Pelicans. I want him to be on a contender. And you can get some solid young pieces for a guy like that. I think he he has a great impact on the Zion's, the Lonzo's, the Ingrams. But you've got Reddick for that as well. So yeah, try to get some young pieces, in my opinion, for for a very valuable st- guy who could be a a star, a second or third option on, on a really good team on a championship team. And but he seems like he enjoys playing in New Orleans. Yeah. So you know, it's up to him at that. It's a nice city, man. And they and hey, actually yeah. in that in the podcast with JJ Reddick, he asked him. He's like, at first, like, how did you feel about New Orleans? He's like, honestly, at first, I hated it. Like, I thought it would be the worst. Like, I came in here not knowing anything, uh, because when I'm here on the road, like, I'm not doing much. So yeah. It's not really that fun. But he's like, this has been the coolest place. He's like, you can eat something new every single day, yeah, and it's, yeah. it's a good city, fantastic. Man. Like, it's a great city to be in. I'm sure he's not going to bash the city on a podcast, but. <laughs> <laughs> city he plays for. <laughs> he seems pretty pretty happy and, and I'm sure he'd want to win as well. So uh we'll see we'll see where, where Drew Holiday's career takes him, but he should come to Toronto. That'll be a great fit. Brother Arlie. He'd fit Nick Nurse's defense. He'd be he's a bigger guard. I'm pretty sure I said um, that, but you you didn't like it. But it's okay. There's no way, man. I'm a I, big I'm a Drew Holiday Run stand. the tapes, baby. Run, Run the, the tapes. tapes. Go back to the tapes. You'll see. The show, for show. Here, so, so that um yeah, like we were saying, like the the last little last couple of teams in the West between Memphis, between New Orleans, between uh, San Antonio, it's a tight race. It's a tight race, so it's going to be interesting to watch come the end of the season. I mean, it usually is, but mm-hmm. it comes down to five teams now, and it's yeah. cutthroat. Like Memphis is Memphis can't lose to New Orleans twice in the last like no chance or they Sacramento can't. rather can't, twice. Man. Like they you can't. can't do that. Can't. You can't afford to lose to the people that are fighting for that playoff spot. And New Orleans has Memphis twice in the next month. Yeah, so that's favorable to them as well. Makes with their easy schedule. So, I uh, also I also want to add because we, we we kind of glossed over um, LeBron's outings during, I mean this this last maybe week I think it was last week mm-hmm. or week and a half against the Pelicans. He's had like crazy 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 games, and you you mentioned that it took. LeBron a triple double three thirty three and or whatever the, mm-hmm. the that stat line was, but like I mean he had no AD for one of the games I believe it was. Yes, so, yeah. yeah. So you know for him to pull that win out with honestly beyond LeBron and AD that team isn't the greatest team. They don't really have the greatest role players in my opinion. I think they're they're still lacking a lot. So for him to pull out that win essentially, yeah, by himself you could say, with that stat line he did at year seventeen, sixteen years older than the dude that is that's playing against him. And it's it's amazing. There's that yeah. one shot, um, not in the clutch exactly, but you know, in in the dying minutes of the, of the game, it was LeBron versus Zion. LeBron just hits him with a little jab step. Zion moves back. LeBron steps back to three. Swish. He's become and an exceptional shooter. Thirty-five percent from the three point this like, season. He's been amazing. This the threes season. that he's amazing. making are have been incredible. And the way he shoots them, it's like it's he's fading away every single time. Yeah, like it's it's not like he's a set shot three. Like he's making isn't that shot it, for himself. Isn't it crazy to think that, with all that being said, at rookie versus rookie, Zion is probably better than LeBron was coming into the league. Because LeBron didn't have a shot. Um, LeBron didn't have a free throw. He didn't have a three. He didn't have a jumper, and that was something that he was getting bashed for regularly, and he was not even close to as efficient as Zion. Their games are a lot different, man. I, that's why I don't really like the Zion LeBron comparison, just because their games. LeBron was was more of an all around game. He and he tried to you know mid range. He tried yeah. to three. He he's more he was, of a Barkley. He's more of a Barkley, and, and and his game is is it shows it. It's all inside. It's all rebounding. Power. It's all dunks. Power body, and you gotta take in. He's what I think Zion's is he three hundred pounds? Two eighty. Two eighty. LeBron didn't weigh two eighty when he came into the league, no. and LeBron at his heaviest I think was was two sixty when he played in Miami, so. He's not a LeBron. I wouldn't say he's a LeBron-esque kind of player. I think he, he can maybe become that, especially with his size. Imagine he became an all-around player like yeah. LeBron his is. His handle is suspect. That's what I'm saying. Like his he doesn't form have is suspect. That. So yeah, but I mean, he's got a lot. A but lot he's dominating. And, and he's dominating right now. He's killing it. Yeah, man. Uh, but LeBron had 40 against him the first time. <laughs> Bro, like he's not giving it up. He's not giving that. He's not that giving title it up. Yet. It's still his league. It's still yeah, his league. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about some beef between no stands this time or no no. Chums this time. Mm-hmm. These are the two MVPs of the NBA, buddy. Yeah, man. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo from the Milwaukee Bucks and James Harden from the Houston Rockets 
had some words for each other. So this all started, I believe, with Giannis. Drafting, yeah. Drafting yeah, so you want to tell us about that one? So, so what Giannis is Giannis and LeBron, obviously the two lead vote-getters for the All-Star game. They're the captains. They're drafting teams. Yep. James Harden is still on the board, and Giannis decides to take Kemba Walker instead of for his team, right? <laughs> so I believe what happens is that Chuck uh, says to Giannis, you don't want a dribbler on your team, and they both kind of chuckle. I, I don't know if there's an inside joke there or something like that, but they both kind of chuckle, and, and Giannis says, no, I want a guy who passes the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uncalled okay, for. uncalled for, fair. Not actually, not, 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 actually, honestly, not fair. You know why? Because James Harden comes back and says, I average more assists than Kemba Walker. So you're talking about passing the ball. Stats are right there for yeah, you. Yeah. Um, and then I believe, I think, I don't know if Giannis makes anything out of it. He, out of, does no, he respond to that? James, no. No, but Giannis made another comment. After the assists? Or, or, no, in uh, the Sunday night after the game in the post-game conference. Go ahead. They asked him what uh, his team's defensive scheme was right, or plan, right, and he okay. goes, yeah. attack anyone that James Harden is covering. Yeah. So now you're taking a shot at his passing or a lack thereof, and now you're calling defense. out his defense. Okay, buddy, like, what's going on it's here? Like, there, game, yeah, there's like there's something going on here. Uh, and then talk us through uh, James, what he said. And then James Harden basically says, yeah, I wish I was seven feet tall and could just run through and just dunk the ball and and, and play like that. Like he did basically takes say, no skill. He's like, takes no skill. I had to learn how to dribble, a step back, and shoot. Like it takes no skill to do what Giannis does. Now, does James Harden have a point? A very, very, very moot point, but a, still a point. <laughs> a point. <laughs> a a point. point. He might have a point here because Giannis's game. There's no shooting there. Uh you know what? It's I would better. agree with him. Two years ago, it's gotten better. Yeah, but his he free throws are atrocious. But he can't shoot free throws. Bro. His his three point shooting has become better. And honestly, every time Giannis shoots and makes a three, in my mind, I'm like, this crap is unfair. Like you are not supposed to be this good. You're not supposed to be unstoppable inside and and, and hitting shots and outside. Out, yeah, but I still don't think it's like if you're talking about James Harden, you're comparing James Harden shooting to Giannis shooting. James Harden's handle to Giannis's handle. James Harden's passing ability to Giannis's passing ability. Rebounds, eh, obviously Giannis pass, uh, can, can beat him in rebounds. He averages, what, probably almost 10 a game. He's 7 feet tall, so I'll allow, I'll allow that. Like 13 a game. 13? Yeah. Giannis is killing it, dang. He's, uh, yeah, 14, actually. 30 and 14. But it takes no skill to rebound. He's I putting think. up 30 and 14. He had a 41 in points, 20, 20 rebound, rebound game, game the right. other day. right. right. Uh, and then from the three-point line, 32%. So not the greatest. 32. You know what I mean? That, not the greatest, but honestly, for that's, Giannis, man. That's, like, the, that's the thing, though. For Giannis, that's an improvement. Yeah. Shooting 32%. So he kind of has a very mute point, as you said. James, I mean, I'm with James on this one just because James was the innocent bystander in this one. Like, he just attacked him twice, not once. Yeah. Twice yeah, for yeah, no yeah. reason. And, and I agree there. I agree there 100%. I was just thinking more about the actual point itself because. He has a point. He does a little bit, but a little bit. not. It is definitely out of saltiness, and and to to say that like Milwaukee, like Giannis came into this league, he was a twig. He was drafted fifteenth overall. He was not supposed to be this good. He hit the weight room. He got bigger. He learned how to be better, and really did work and built the skill set. Like he didn't have these skills when he came into the league. So to say that like that, you know, a seven foot takes no skills. You're just athletic. He wasn't always this athletic. Yeah, I mean, he, he was bigger. He was, he was smaller. He was smaller. He was before. tiny. He had no confidence. He didn't know anything. And he's coming from Greece. The reason why I won't, I won't give Giannis any benefit, benefit of the doubt, kind of like what you're doing right now, is because Giannis attacked two quote unquote weaknesses of James Harden. Mm-hmm. However, James Harden has more assists than Giannis, and James Harden, I believe, averages two steals a game and more points and more points. So, what are you really attacking here? I mean, but. But but James is notorious for way higher for usage, way higher minutes. Like Milwaukee is, they have the best uh, margin of victory in NBA history. Yeah, they're beating teams by an average of twelve point eight points. So they're every team is they're getting blown out. So in a blowout situation, Giannis is playing three quarters. So it's, it's hard to compare and say more and more or less less. But we're taking it. Yeah, okay. If we look at the per 36. <laughs> oh, my God, man. Get rid of that per 36, bro. If you hit me with more, one more per 36 stat, 
for the rest of the season. I'm not. I'm not responding to it. I'm just gonna gloss over it. Per thirty six, bro. Yo, I man, it worked for the Derrick Rose argument. It works here, but if you're gonna tell Derek me Rose. that like Taco Falls per thirty six is like fifty <laughs> points and thirty rebounds, <laughs> like you can you can't tell me that. I love that man. Oh, That's man. awful. Uh, what else? What else going on in the NBA, man? Um, other than Boston looking real scary, did you watch that game Friday night? Actually, we watched it together. Uh, Boston Houston. In Boston, oh, uh, where it came down to the wire, and Jason Tatum intentionally missed that free throw, and then Jalen Brown got Jaylen it. Jalen Brown Damn. sunk the the three, Saturday but night, they yeah. uh, they ended up uh, losing to Houston by one in overtime. Yeah, uh, Houston's small ball continues to kill, mm-hmm. continues to be a problem for these yeah. guys, and I don't know what the situation is going to be come playoff time. Uh, there was a, a little graphic that was released today of the starting centers in the Western playoffs, oh and it was all all guys like. If they're like their picture is their height and they're like relative to each other's height. Yeah. And then you see all these heads and then PJ Tucker. Oh. And then oh and then more heads and he actually Instagram. He's like my whole life I've been counted out. So. Nice. I mean at this point what am I like? I'm excited I, for Houston. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, like this they're is they're likable. They're likable. They are likable. I, very- I don't know how. I hate Westbrook. <laughs> I don't know why. I hate him. I love Westbrook, man. He's like I love I like his Westbrook. play. I just hate how like yeah, not I'll, lovable he is. His demeanor is is he's not so the greatest. He's so mean, bro. He is mean, but he's a he's a he's a dog, dog bro. He's a dog, <laughs> he's a, man. He's a bully. He's a he's bu- de- <laughs> definitely a bully. And I love like I just love the way he's he's like, he's like man. He's putting up forty points like it's nothing, and it's not like he's efficient. He's, he's putting up forty points shooting twos. He's not shooting threes. You see man. the video? There was a video of him. Uh, it was like a side uh, courtside video in Utah. And he was at the at the sideline, and the guy's talking mm. trash. Mm. He's like, "Don't stay out of the paint. Stay. You don't want. You don't want this business with Gobert. Yeah. You don't want this business." And the guy in the video, just oh man, just like a baseline leak right yeah. behind Gobert gets up for the alley oop, and he was floating in Bam. the air, and just throws it down and looks right at the fan. Like, can you imagine being that fan? You're like, oh crap. That's what I love. And I think Perkins told a story today uh, in the in the in the Boston game. He was yeah. sitting beside Paul Pierce, and Westbrook was snapping, and Paul Pierce was like. He can't be doing this the whole game. Like this can't be. There's no way he's doing it the whole Doesn't game. Stop. And then Perk with his like a southern accent, like, "Hey Westbrook, is like that." <laughs> you know what I mean? And then Westbrook's like, "Yo, they can't guard me. They can't stop me. No, I'll get can't. whatever I want. They really can't. And they can't. Like he's just too fast, too strong. And with the paint wide open now, like it's gonna be it's gonna be an insane playoff series, like playoff run for them. I'm excited to see how far they get. If they can knock down one of the LA teams. Well, it'll That's it'll have to be deal. as it stands right now. It's gonna have to be the Lakers because it's just the one four, and they're going up against Utah in the first round. So you already know they're trying to munch on Gobert. Yeah, oh, they're yeah. trying to eat Gobert, man. Quinn Quinn, Quinn Schneider's gonna have his his, his hands full. Well, if one, if man. like we talked about last week with uh, with Josh, if Quinn is not able to take over that team and do what he wants to do and not appease head office and and head management yeah uh they're not gonna go they're far. not gonna go too far yeah, but right. as long as conley's starting and and that that whole ship shebang was Shabang, the debacle the debacle is a better word yeah, I think so too. The, that whole debacle is going on it's not gonna go anywhere for for them unfortunately um houston just lost in new york next by two that's yeah that, that, <laughs> there's gotta be something is anyone not playing oh i actually wanted to ask you um both la teams each of them picked up a morris twin yeah. Do you think either of them actually benefits from this Morris twin? Um, who got? The, I think the Clippers got the better Morris. The twin. Clippers got Marcus. Correct. And he's starting for them. He's, I think, the better Morris twin. I think the benefit comes from who didn't pick up the other. If that makes sense, like Clippers mean? stopped the Lakers from picking up Marcus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's where the win is. I think, but because of the the lack of role players that the Lakers have, I think. I think that Marquise benefits them a lot as a Do you a, think they're allowed to body. live together if they don't live work for the or like play for the same team? Yeah, why not? I'll like is that like a conflict of interest? That's think. like I think it's conflict bro, of interest. Can you if imagine they switch how much jerseys. tampering is going on? Can you imagine they switch jerseys? Like for the, a game, they yeah. tamper for fun in the, in their living room. Yeah, that happens always though. It's like bro, they're just watching a game. Like, imagine playing for us then bam like I'm all of a sudden Danny Green's on the couch thinking of going to the Clippers. I'm honestly shocked that they didn't join the same team. Yeah, I w- <laughs> Did you hear Paul George talk about them? No, they're like because uh, he's played with both. They're like, tell us a bit about about them. He's like, you know what? They're the same, <laughs> but they're different. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. 
I still can't tell them apart. It's like when Jordan said the ceiling is the, is is the, the floor. Roof. Is the roof? Is the roof? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing worse than that though. That one though. The ceiling is the roof. That's the a normal ceiling, one. The ceiling is. The, what was he uh, talking about? He's talking to a group of kids about like I don't don't like like shatter your expectations. He was either at UNC or but he was talking to like a group of kids or or some sort some whatever it was at a basketball game yeah. and he said the ceiling is the roof. Which, I mean, thanks, MJ. I didn't know that. Oh, Jordan. Yeah. I was actually reading a story today. Michael G. Kilchrist uh, had an article out on... Um, really? Frick, what's that website? Players' Tribune? Players' Tribune. He had an article on there, and he was talking. He's like, on draft night, my phone's, like, blowing up. It keeps ringing. I'm not answering because it's, a, like, an unknown number. Picks up the phone. He's like, hey, who this? He's like Michael Jordan. Oh my! He's like my jaw dropped. He's like yeah. Black Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the goat. I love that nickname for him, bro. It's Black so Jesus. funny. It's so fitting because so they funny. actually treat like if bro, like, when I think of like us like seeing the Lord one day, like that. That's, that's the exact they reaction say it, yeah. every man has to Michael Jordan walking <laughs> in the building. Sorry, I don't mean to be sacrilegious. I didn't want to compare them as like religious leaders. It's a joke. Yeah, it's, it's a joke. It, guys. It's, it's just a joke it's for the lulls. It's a joke. Yeah. So uh, I think that's that's it. Actually, yo, huge! Wow, Miami beat Milwaukee. Wow, they held Giannis to thirteen points. This is live. Uh, yeah, it just happened this right now. Live. They just happened live right now. Feed. They beat him by sixteen. They held them to eighty nine points as a team. That's the thing. Miami can do that, man. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. It's, it's it's scary. Top of the Eastern Conference, man. Yeah, yeah. And a couple shout outs to shout out to um, Saint Marguerite Deville. Uh, I was watching the, yeah. the game today. The tier one. High school Rapsa final. They Brampton were playing against gang. Marcelinas. Brampton game, uh, baby. Deville won in overtime, and they're a team of great tens playing senior senior ball, which is very very impressive. So shout out to them. Good for them, man. And Memphis gave the works to Atlanta by thirty. But that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, we are not going to come back again this week, but we will be back next week. Yeah. Uh, if you have any guest ideas, if you know anybody cool, if you want to come on the podcast, let yeah, us know. If you want to come, just come. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Let us know. Uh, we're, we're willing to have you on. Um, actually, I'm going to say this on air because I messed. You know, Greeny. You know what Greeny looks like? Yeah. Player comp Greeny, Mark Osme. I already told him today. Mark <laughs> I was like, yo, <laughs> anybody ever tell you you look like Greeny? He's like, no, but it makes sense. <laughs> So shout out Azmi, shout out Greeny, and shout out all our listeners and fans. And uh, with that being said, we will be back at you next week. 